are listening to Bullet Points. Bullet Points is our 15-minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello and welcome to Bullet Points, a podcast brought to you by Women Against Gun Violence, where we update you on the hottest topics in the gun violence prevention movement in just 15 minutes or less. And a very happy new year to everyone listening. I'm your host, Alec Foster, and today we are going to reevaluate the language we use to describe gun violence, as well as discussing the highs and lows that 2022 brought us and a potential New Year's resolution for you as we usher in the year 2023. The year 2022 was quite an eventful year in the context of gun violence in the United States, both for negative reasons and some positives. We saw some steps made towards progress in gun violence prevention, but we also experienced a lot of loss throughout the year. According to the Gun Violence Archive, the year 2022 saw 44,234 deaths as a result of gun violence. 648 mass shootings, and 36 mass murders, which is defined by the FBI as gun violence when four or more people, not including the shooter, are killed. 1,665 children ages 0 to 17 were killed and guns rose to supplant car accidents as the leading cause of death for United States children. Among the mass murders in the year 2022, there were several that received mass media coverage and shook our country to its core. This included the racially motivated shooting in a Buffalo supermarket full of innocent black patrons, the shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas that claimed the lives of innocent elementary school children and staff, and more recently, the shooting at an LGBTQ club in Colorado Springs, Colorado, which was motivated by sexual orientation intolerance. These, among the other 33 mass murders that took place this past year, were truly heartbreaking and devastating. And at times, it felt like you could not keep up with the amount of shootings and loss we were experiencing on a daily basis. However, A positive that did come from what felt like an unrelenting year of mass shootings was that the federal government passed the first federal gun legislation in nearly three decades with the signing of the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. In the wake of the mass shootings in Buffalo and Uvalde, it felt like something had to be done. Our federal government had continuously dropped the ball on gun violence prevention for far too long when there were plenty of chances for a line to be drawn in the sand, that we would not not tolerate this senseless violence anymore. Our government allowed gun violence, mass shootings, and school shootings specifically, to become something thought of as commonplace in this country. Something I have said several times on this platform is not normal. It was almost as if we became numb to the constant violence and the loss. Many Americans thought that after the mass murder of 20 first graders and six staff 
at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, that something would be done to prevent such an atrocity from happening again. But it took nearly a decade of us activists pleading and doing the work and hundreds of thousands more lives being lost for the United States to finally have gun legislation signed into action. We are grateful that this step was taken, but it is just the beginning, just the tip of the iceberg. And we are hopeful that more progressive legislation will follow in this new year, 2023. We have a new year, a clean slate of sorts to get things right. It is time to change not only the way we legislate against gun violence to prevent it, but also to rethink the language we use to describe it. I came across an opinion piece in the Washington Post that I found really interesting and would like to share some of the sentiments with you to ponder over. The article was written by the columnist Petula Dvorak. Apologies if I butchered that name. It was in response to a reader named Timothy Kendall's mail she received, which implored the Washington Post to stop using the word tragedy to refer to mass murder. Kendall argued that tragedies are events that are not preventable, like natural disasters or a terminal illness or fatal accidents. Nothing reasonable can be done to prevent them. Instead, he encouraged the columnist to use the term atrocity because atrocities are somebody's fault, both the perpetrators and the numerous enablers, and they can often be stopped. Petula also included the dictionary definition for both tragedy and atrocity. A tragedy is an event causing great suffering, destruction, and distress, such as a serious accident, crime, or natural catastrophe, according to the Oxford-informed Google Dictionary. And an atrocity is an extremely wicked or cruel act, typically one involving physical violence or injury. And she states, that makes sense. Mass killings, especially when we look at those clearly fueled by racism, politics, homophobia, anti-Semitism, sexism, or simply pure evil, are atrocious. I was initially taken aback, but also intrigued by the article's title, which read, American gun violence is not a tragedy. My gut reaction was, what is she talking about? Of course, the large-scale senseless loss of life at the hands of firearms is tragic. I myself have described such events as tragic countless times, including on this very platform. It felt like an apt way to describe something so heinous. But as I read through her breakdown of what the reader had said to her and her own contemplation of his argument, it did truly hit home for me. The word tragedy feels like an inadequate way to describe such violence that ultimately could have been prevented or at the very least mitigated. Now some may scoff at the idea of being extra particular about your word choice when describing gun violence and may feel that this is just semantics. But I would argue that when you are talking about an issue with such incredible weight and depth of emotion linked to it, 
one would like to be both as delicate and direct as they can be. Words do matter. Many times, tragedy is the word that we cling on to, civilians, media, and politicians alike, when a mass murder is committed. It is the easiest word that comes to mind to describe something so unimaginable as a gunman taking innocent human beings' lives. But these crimes are a failure of our systems, our government, our criminal justice system, and our humanity. When innocent lives are taken at the hands of gun violence. And that is an atrocity. Petula also ruminates in the article over how using the word tragedy can be a way for people, especially law enforcement and or politicians, to distance themselves or the event from its root causes, and how America has a gun issue that supersedes any other country in the world, which stems from the access and proliferation of guns to the lack of regulation of them. Some may argue that using the term atrocity is somehow politicizing deaths, but I would argue that it is a more adequate way to describe the suffering that is felt by individuals, communities, and the country as a result of senseless cruel violence. And the language we use to describe such a sensitive issue with such harrowing effects is so very important. As Petula poignantly concludes her article saying, small changes over time encourage transformation and evolution. And I could not agree more. Preventing gun violence is an all-hands-on-deck endeavor, and any improvement I can make to how the conversation around it is approached, I will seek to do. So going forward, I myself, and hopefully you, will consider this if an unfortunate instance of mass murder as a result of gun violence is to occur again. I'm not typically a New Year's resolution guy, but for this year, 2023, and moving forward, one of my New Year's resolutions will be to refer to mass murder as an atrocity and no longer as a tragedy. And perhaps if you found this as insightful as I did, you will choose to join me in doing the same. As always, thank you for your continued unwavering support of Women Against Gun Violence and the work that we do. If you have not already, sign up for our action alerts at wagv.org. Follow us on social media, on Instagram at wagv, and on TikTok at wagvorg. And if you have any questions or topics you would like to address, please be sure to email us at wagv at wagv.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next month. For listening to bullet points and be sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts we're looking forward to you joining us next month